0: Welcome to the first episode of Brainy Days. I got Paul with me right here. Hey. And I'm Jeff. We all have rainy days, Paul. So let's make some of those <laughs> <laughs> brainy days. Jesus. We'll just start with a little introduction about ourselves before jumping into anything scientific. Paul, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I am from North Carolina, was born in South Carolina, but raised in North Carolina most of my life. I went to high school out in the boonies um, and ended up going to college at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I got my degree in physics and went on to eventually study or start studying neuroscience.
0: Concise and to the point. Beautiful. Mm.
1: Oh, I guess I should say where I go to school now. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, So I'm over at University of Maryland College Park uh, in a PhD program first year, uh, about to be second year, which is crazy. And I'm doing my research
0: over at the NIH. Very cool. So I'm also a PhD graduate student at NIH at the moment. And when we say NIH, we're talking about the National Institutes of Health, which is the world's? Yes. Which is one of, which is the biggest biomedical research. Is it the world's biggest? It's one of the world's largest research institutes, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, NIH is a large research institute, and that's where we both do our dissertation research. As for myself, I hail from New Jersey. I majored in biology at Stockton University and minored in behavioral neuroscience because they didn't have a neuroscience major at the time. I also minored in marine biology because, I don't know, the ocean is also really wild. Stockton's this really cool college, too. It's this small liberal arts college in the middle of the Pine Barrens in southern Jersey. Now, I'm a 27-year-old graduate student in my third year, I guess technically about to be fourth. So I study behavioral neuroscience, which in a nutshell is basically putting rats in a box and seeing what they do in different situations. But I am in between labs, which I'll get into at another point. Now I am at the Brown University GPP, which is a graduate partnership program, and that is just a program that teams up with universities and NIH. So I get an education from Brown University, but I get to do my dissertation here in Bethesda, Maryland, instead of staying in Rhode Island, where Brown University is. Paul and I are very different. We'll get into that in a little bit, but just to give you some ideas, Paul's tall. I'm short. (laughs) I'm not that tall. I'm six feet. That's pretty average, right? (laughs) Paul's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Very much so. Paul eats and I cook.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to put me on blast. No,
0: I'm just kidding. And before we continue with anything, we first have to make one thing absolutely very, very explicitly clear. Any and all of our opinions and views that we talk about, about science or about anything discussed on this podcast are in no way, shape or form representative of the official opinions or views of the programs or universities that we are currently attending. So that would be Brown University, UMD, and they're especially not representative of NIH's opinions or views. But we need to make that clear before going on, because we don't want anybody thinking we're dispersing official opinions of these major universities and Yeah, we're just two grad students. Just two grad students sitting around trying to talk. <laughs> you know, we might even be legally required to make that statement on something like this. So there it is. So really quick, just a little bit about what we kind of want to make Brainy Days. I have personally been thinking about starting a podcast for about a year. Um, The topic of interest has kind of shifted over time, but I always seem to come back to mental health and the brain. So I thought it would be really cool to start a podcast with somebody, which I got really lucky that I found somebody who is interested. But I think it would be really helpful for a lot of people to learn a little bit more about the brain in a casual way. That's not a very intimidating platform. And to give us both a chance to provide opposing perspectives and different ways to think about the same things. Paul, what would you say your personal goal for the podcast would be?
1: Yeah, I guess when you when you approached me about this uh, sort of opportunity, my first thought was that it would be an interesting, cool outlet to um, not only like just talk about my my journey, my perspectives with mental health, um, especially within the sphere of like, kind of why I study neuroscience or kind of why I study science in general, but also just like amplify and raise the discussion uh, among everyone uh, about why mental health is important and why the, the brain is very important in so many different regards.
0: Definitely agree with that. And I think understanding our brain can help us better understand ourselves Especially our own mental health and where we lie on that spectrum
1: yeah, and sort of sort of engage the general audience on uh on neuroscience as a field and whole uh because it's super interesting and it's pervades almost every area because we are our brains, and so we just, we kind of wanted to get together and just just discuss sort of publicly like our our different like perspectives on things and uh that's a buzzword everybody remember that word for later <laughs> perspectives um yeah they just just like go back and forth uh, have discussions on different topics
0: so what kind of neuroscience do you study right now paul so
1: i study very broadly i guess it would be categorized as computational neuroscience so the idea there is taking ideas from like computation and mathematics and applying that directly to questions in neuroscience. So a lot of this falls under how different uh, networks of neurons interact to provide certain computations or different processings. Uh, For example, how sensory information is transformed to output specific behaviors. So working with manipulating the brain in specific ways, for example, through optogenetics, uh, to to understand how different modes of activity in the brain um, affect behavior.
0: There were probably a couple words in there that not everybody is familiar with, such as optogenetics, but we will get back to some of these things a little bit later. Thank you. That was a really good, yeah, really good introduction. One of the reasons we want to talk specifically about neuroscience is that, at least to me, it's just objectively interesting. I just don't think that anybody could ever deny the fact that the brain is just some, some crazy three-pound thing living in our heads that <laughs> literally just controls everything and not only controls everything we do, but also regulates how we respond to the environment in different ways at a perceptual level. Paul, do you have any examples of how education in neuroscience could be applied to everyday life? From a very
1: broad sense, I mean, I think mental health is sort of the, the first Right. Obvious extension of that. How do different states of the brain, whether there's upregulation or downregulation, of activity in specific regions, how does that affect our mood or our perception of what's coming at us? Uh, that that seems to be the most obvious extension.
0: I think personally that habit formation and how we learn about things is just a really interesting thing to be a little bit more aware of from a scientific level. Because it will, you know, if I know that the connections in my brain are becoming stronger by practicing a specific activity, then maybe I'll be more motivated to do that activity in the future because I know that practice does help, you know, and it does physically change the brain, which is another thing we'll talk about in the future, which is called neuroplasticity. We'll talk more at the end of the episode about what else everybody can expect from the Bernie Days podcast in the future. So, what do we mean when we say that neuroscience is everything? What does that mean to you? Because like I titled I mean, the episode, and I'm curious how you interpreted it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think my main interpretation. I I I maybe said this earlier that like we are our brains, and so the the way I see that is that like every every bit of reality uh, that we we consider around us is like all some some strange like perceptual like construction of all the information that we're receiving through different senses. And so because of that, like, literally the way our brain is processing all these different senses, all these different behaviors, all these different social interactions is all a construction of... (laughs) This is getting really meta. (laughs) But it's it's all a construction of, like, how how the brain is processing that information. And so, like, when we talk about, for example, social interactions or mental health, like, there's always sort of... Like, this biological grounding that we can frame it in. Um, and every, everything is set in that. Our, our perception of everything around us is obviously very closely tied to how our brain is functioning. And so, like, the things we taste, the things we see, the, the things we hear, uh, the, the output we, we give out, like our, our motor behavior, our movements, how we learn, every, everything is so closely tied to the brain. One of the things about the brain that I really enjoy is like what what kind of transformations of information is going on and like how does that change across like learning periods? It's just such a complex system.
0: I feel like one of our differences is that I could be wrong in this. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but is that you really enjoy like the nitty gritty of yeah, neuroscience. Like it. like how and where the the signals are generated. And, like, where they come from and where they go to. And I feel like you are interested in the behavioral outputs, but I'm more like 10,000 foot. I know we're getting through some of the boring stuff right now, but we're just doing the introductions, and this is going to be very interesting. And you guys have to have to make your way through at least the first episode, because we are sitting in our studio. Paul, would you like to describe your surroundings right now?
1: Yeah, I'm in Jeff's Small, small walk-in closet.
0: Whoa! Uh, wow! <laughs> Listen, don't let Paul fool you. There is a table and chairs inside of this closet, so I'm trying to make it work.
1: I am surrounded by his clothes hanging from racks. What do
0: you see? What kind of clothes do you see? Um, there's some shirts. Are there? There's some sweaters. I learned that it's very popular for new podcasters to set up a makeshift studio in your walk-in closet. Look it up. It's a thing. So that's where we are, guys. So we're point are we doing being, what we have to do to taking, make this work. Exactly. We're, we're here for y'all. We're taking time to hang out in this closet and talk about some science. And uh, we will definitely get better at doing that, hopefully, over time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Humble
0: grounds. Quick question.
1: Yeah. Is that paisley pattern inside of your tank as well?
0: Oh, yeah. It's in the back. Isn't that cool? I love that. Thank you. I'm wearing a cool tank top, and Paul just complimented it. Never gives me compliments. Thank you. I'm not
1: giving you compliments. I'm giving you tank compliments. Giving my tank
0: compliments. Do you like my new... uh, Oh, yeah, you got it. I have a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anywhere to go in it, but... You can pretend. It looks nice. Makes quality soundproofing material. Okay. Back to neuroscience. There are a million different kinds of neuroscience, honestly. When somebody asks me to describe what neuroscience is, sometimes I don't even know where to start. I'm just like, "Uh, that's the brain. Brain. (laughs) Brain and briefly just some different kinds of neuroscience that exist out there because there is a major breadth of this field i'm just going to list some for you guys there's molecular neuroscience cellular neuroscience there's systems neuroscience which generally you can think of as regarding the senses like vision and hearing basically circuitry throughout the brain there's behavioral neuroscience and cognitive neuroscience there's a bunch of different kinds of neuroscience paul mentioned he does computational neuroscience and then there are even cool spin-offs of neuroscience like neurophilosophy, neurolaw, and neuroeconomics. So these are all entire fields within themselves, but they all do feed off of each other. And even psychology will kind of come into behavior and cognition sometimes. So I think what's very interesting about neuroscience in general is the idea of when things become conscious. And not only when they become conscious, but what consciousness even is, which we can talk about a whole other episode. (laughs) But when we consciously perceive things in our environment, it changes our behavior in many different ways. Not just altering our physical senses that we use to perceive the environment, but also it affects our cognitive abilities that we're equipped with as humans to like think and create and generate different ideas within our head out of absolutely nothing, except for pure experience. I think that those kinds of characteristics of the brain are kind of where the last frontier of neuroscience is kind of, I don't know, trying to figure out, because it's like, when does it translate from something physical to something that we call sentience?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's always something a little off-putting to me about discussions that, like, find their way over into, like, consciousness or, like, cognitive capacity. Why is
0: that? The, it's, I mean, it, they're intertwined for sure, right? Like,
1: I, I'm sure people thought that, like, sensations also, like, fit within this realm before, like, we, like, understood some of the, the more principled neural, like, bases behind some of them, like how the eye works and how the ear kind of works. Uh, but, like, it it doesn't feel like the the field has like set the necessary foundations to really engage with that discussion. And so like we, we, we can talk about like our capacities or abilities to do these different c- kind of cognitive tasks like drawing or like doing math or um, like creativity but like w- w- how, how do we even begin to define some of those things? Right. And like while I definitely feel like at some point it will be extremely important and it may just be the final frontier of neuroscience.
0: I don't know if I like the way you said that, sir.
1: It it just feels like it's so far off and so nebulous that I I don't know. I de- I, I I feel like this is exactly why I'm like personally attracted towards like the computational aspect, like trying to understand some of the more fundamental how how the brain is just like moving things around.
0: I definitely agree with that, but I think the thing that we have to acknowledge as scientists in general even though i definitely agree that it's a very nebulous topic and it's very biased and you can super biased yeah you can <laughs> you can definitely misinterpret cognitive data for sure but the thing is we do have these abilities not only cognitive tasks like doing math like you said and drawing but predicting the future and scenarios and that kind of thing or or you know experiencing empathy and the cognitive higher up pathways that are involved those do exist but it is hard for us to study them you know yeah I, I but you know. right but you can't deny that that exists right like that oh, cognition I mean, is yeah. a thing it's
1: part of the part of the human experience as they say the human
0: but... experience baby
1: <laughs> um another buzzword yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> it just it, it it just feels too nebulous to me
0: but remember. you do acknowledge that humans think and that's weird right
1: yeah definitely and, and like i've I guess like pulling this back to like the neurosciences everything sort of like prompt but that like everything that's been constructed around us as humans is like a a product of how our minds are thinking and working and so in several facets that that is the world we live in whether that's the internal world or the external world.
0: So that statement you just said is something I kept meaning to kind of describe but Everything we see, every piece of furniture, every car, every, you know, object right now, there's a lot of clothes around me. Everything I see <laughs> is a construction of some human brain. And even the factories that these things were created in, or maybe not factories, and you know, maybe people made specific clothing and everything, but it's all a product of the brain because it was somebody's idea at some point. And then they become physical manifestations over time. Even every other field that's not even related to neuroscience or even science in general, these are all fields that the human brain has over time thought important enough to dedicate an entire field of study to and learn more about. And I think that's super interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so in that regard, I, <laughs> I'm willing to accept that like, obviously these like, cognitive capacities exist. Um, these pathways are there in our brain to, to help us form these things but I don't know it, it still doesn't feel like we're quite there yet to really understand I can agree with that and like another aspect of this that I think also is kind of off-putting for me is like a lot of the pop sci articles on cognition are like in some way like they, they can be dangerous because they're like oh do this and you can enhance your like ability to learn or like Like, oh, like one, like so many neuroscientists look at that and just cringe so hard because no, that's not how it works. And then like you start digging into the research, if
0: it's even like open access. This is true. A lot of people can't look it up themselves.
1: One, they can't look it up themselves. Or two, the statistics are like so off in some way. Like It's just hard to like dig through and like uncover. But like a, a lot of it just is not founded in good work. And so like small effects... And then big claims, and I don't know. It it's dangerous. It's not good for the public, in my opinion. For like, I don't know. I I feel like there's there's a lot off with like when it comes to consciousness and cognition, that I I am not comfortable with engaging with entirely. Paul's getting so upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> my face is a little red, but I'm good. It's
0: getting a little hot in here, huh? Uh, yeah. Let's that fan going. <laughs> no, I see what you mean, and I see your frustrations because it's really easy to fall into that trap of blind belief when we don't even know so much prerequisite information to answer some of these questions that people are asking
1: i do want to just give like a disclaimer that in no way of my doubt on like like cognition and consciousness research and whatnot do i want to like convey that i feel like the whole of neuroscience is sort of an untrusted voice uh to hear um i do feel like there is a lot of good research out there and like the, the point of this isn't to say that the public should distrust scientists or distrust these researchers. Right. It's just good but to that, know. Yeah, we should all just be very critical and aware of what's going on mm-hmm. so that we can engage with it. And I think that's that's kind of like one of like the, the points of
0: why we're doing this podcast. Exactly, it's to, it's exactly. To
1: just try to convey that.
0: You honestly took those words out of my mouth because being neuroscience PhD students and a lot of science PhD students, we have that... Ability, we're equipped with the knowledge and the strategy to debunk some of these articles. And so maybe we should get like a, we should find a pop article that's totally wrong and talk about the things inside of it that are obviously exaggerated or something. I like that. I like that. Because it's a lot, it's most Mm -hmm. of them. And we're not saying that they're all wrong, but anyway, we got off on a little tangent (laughs) about that. But we're going to have some more discussions on cognition. That's one of the reasons, Polly is going to be the co-host because I know he has strong feelings about it. And I think it's super interesting. But at the same time, I think it's interesting because it's very easy to generalize. And I'll totally admit that. Yeah, yeah. I do think that it's important for some of our listeners to learn about maybe specific parts of the brain and the fact that there are parts of the brain that do specific things. You know, I think that sounds obvious to some people, but it's actually... I've, like, said that to people who are not scientists and they're like oh, wow, so there's a part of the brain that if it's on, will make me act like this? And it's like, yeah, for sure. Not always in a perfect binary way. Um, but never, literally yes. never in a binary way. Exactly, yeah. And I just think because neuroscience is everything, you know, even the colors we see, right? I'm sure you, everybody's had that conversation. Like, what if your green wasn't my green and what if your purple isn't my purple? That is po- that is a total possibility and none of us will ever know because none of us will ever be able to experience you know the cognition of another human being from behind their forehead
1: yeah i mean i'm willing to challenge that specific example you just gave me go ahead so i mean like if if we think that like consciousness and our perception of reality is like fundamentally grounded in like the biology then like the rods and the cones in your eye are specifically shaped to capture different wavelengths of light and so that that's like a fundamental principle of like physics is like light is on electromagnetic spectrum, it has a specific wavelength that has a specific color associated with it. And th- that's like a solid like fact. And so when we have these rods and cones that like perceive and like take in these colors and like transform that to information for our brain to start processing, like if, if the brain is processing that information, mm-hmm. the the shape of the brain or the functions of the brain are conserved across evolution and whatnot. Then we yeah. should see the same colors. Then, if if our perception is based on the biology, then we should all technically be seeing the same color.
0: I so, don't know why I've honestly never heard that rebuttal, but it's true. If the machinery is all the same,
1: this is this is the thing about cognition that bothers me. It's like, what what is the, the perception
0: of that? Well, I think that's the whole question. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like when does it translate from biology to whatever that is, whatever perception is?
1: Yeah, but like th- that's the thing where like it it bothers me. There, it doesn't feel like there's a like a, a a neural or biological basis for that
0: that leap. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. That was a good rebuttal. Of
1: course. <laughs> thank you. Thank
0: you. You got it. I yield my time. <laughs> so hopefully you guys have gotten kind of a little taste of what we'll be talking about on Brainy Days. I also want to acknowledge the really, really clever title, because I was very proud when I figured it out
1: it's an homage to both neuroscience and, and graduate school health. or
0: mental health rather and same which, thing yeah basically I didn't even know what mental health was until I went to my first year of graduate school <laughs> when my psyche was <laughs> broken down bit by bit day after day
1: yeah and interesting I've I've heard so many similar stories like whether it's whether it's college or whether it's graduate school like we're we're just not educated or informed about it I mean I think I think that's like that the the climate around that is changing currently yeah definitely. but for myself also like un- until I went to university and things seemed to be going my way but I still felt like absolute crap like that that's what <laughs> I knew when something more was up and that's when I started to educate myself and others around me were helping me educate myself and then from there it's
0: been a journey So that kind of brings us back to what we want for Brainy Days and our goal for the podcast. Not only do we want to educate the public in a very casual, non-threatening way, but we really want to talk also about mental health and kind of highlight the perspective of being a neuroscience student and reflecting on our own mental health with the knowledge of the brain that we do have and have collected over the years. Definitely. Yeah,
1: because I I think... It's safe to say for both of us, mental health has been a big part of our own journeys. Um, And so going into the field of neuroscience, being able to reflect back and just see where we were, where we've come, how our views have changed. Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we want to do here. And just briefly, some future episode ideas that we want to talk about besides the basics of neuroscience and some general information regarding neuroscience and, of course, mental health. I think it would be really cool to talk about creativity and art. Hmm identity and self-image that's a big one for oh, me yeah yeah that's gonna be a really good episode right, i have so that. much already for that one learning and memory yes perceptual shift empathy drugs <laughs> drugs now but psychedelics would be really interesting to talk about on the podcast because mm-hmm. they really alter the brain in really funky ways and there's a lot of emerging science that is coming out about psychedelics and how they can be used clinically for mental health recovery And of course, more relatable topics like depression and anxiety will also make an appearance as episode material, probably more than once. (laughs) And we'll probably have general mental health tips just sprinkled throughout the episodes.
1: And I think a lot of these will also be tied in at varying degrees with other current topics that are going on and just how
0: they relate to them. We're not trying to bore you guys, you know what I mean? We're not, this isn't going to be a lecture or anything. This is more of a conversation about science, but we will do our best to maybe find articles or current events that are happening in science that we can just let you guys know are out there that you might not be privy to if you weren't in the same field as us
1: yeah we want this to be casual and interesting
0: yes we're going to talk very generally about a lot of the science you'll notice probably already that i'm the one who speaks very generally and Paul we'll get like a little bit into the nitty-gritty which i think is a good a good balance <laughs> and we'll come with all of our all of our opposite yeah <laughs> opinions
1: We'll have a little debate.
0: We're not really sure what we're going to do for the next episode just yet. We still have a little organizing to figure out before we, we do that. But I don't know if it's going to be the second or third episode, but we're going to have a COVID-specific episode, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's pretty uh, <laughs> a pretty pressing topic right yeah, now that we yeah, can all sure. sort of relate to. And mental health has been a, a big part of that.
0: And it's something that's never happened before, at least in modern medicine. In our lifetimes. In yeah. our lifetimes, right. I think it would be important to not really talk about the virus itself but shed light on some of the reasons that this entire situation and quarantine is messing with our heads as human beings mm-hmm. we are recording this on july 12th just so everybody can have a little timestamp stamp of when these things have been recorded but um we are in the middle of the quarantine yeah hope everybody's staying safe out there
1: Definitely. Please. <laughs> wear your please damn masks, wear people. Mask.
0: Wear your masks. For real. We're not going to take too much time to talk about the reasons we need to wear a mask during a viral It's not pandemic. a
1: hoax. It's not some sort of conspiracy. Yeah, you tell them. It's just a mask. It's literally just one small piece of fabric in front of your nose and your face.
0: Yeah, don't forget to cover the nose, guys, because you also breathe out of the nose. And breathe in from the nose. And breathe in. Google it, for real. Anyway, that's just our uh PSA on wearing your mask during a global pandemic, which I think you know, literally, that's a pretty good trade
1: off. At least any anybody could could do.
0: Paul is so sassy right now. I'm really into it though. <laughs> we both wanted to thank you for listening to the first episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is Brandy just days. kind of an intro,
0: just to get you familiar with what we'll try to be talking about here. Yeah, and we're still practicing talking and hearing ourselves talk and. Don't need to say that. No, yeah, we do have to say it. Paul said I shouldn't say that, but it's hard, man. This is a thing I want to talk about at one point. For real, is our perception, like our self-image, and how it's mm. so weird to hear recordings of ourselves, see pictures of ourselves, how we put ourselves in our image in our head, and how that clashes or aligns with real life. Anyway, that's a whole. Okay. That's a whole conversation right. I want to have.
1: I buy it. I buy it.
0: All right. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of episodes for you out at the same time so hopefully there's a couple other things for you to listen to if you've come across this one so far. We know you don't know us too well yet but try to tune back in every week. We're thinking Wednesdays we'll drop the episodes. Yeah we'll figure this out as we go. Yeah I'm thinking Wednesday I'm a fan of structure so let's just say Wednesday for now but in the future we can kind of let you guys know what's going to be on in the next you know, episodes and all that all that bolognese. <laughs>
1: yeah and, and definitely thank you for listening Will. We, we appreciate any anybody who's willing to hear us ramble on <laughs> about things we care about
0: yeah man and hopefully you
1: care about them too yeah we 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 feel like you should care about them no no <laughs> <laughs> but this is important like th- this is your brain is you So tune back in
0: alright cool we'll see you guys next week and that was our first episode of Brainy Days bye guys bye